futures and options on futures may involve substantial risk and may not be suitable for all investors. Thank you for tuning in to Trading Futures with Laura, a show where Laura Taylor, a futures trading industry rock star and one of RJO Futures top analysts, takes your futures trading questions and answers them on air. Nervous about trading futures? Or do you just want to know more? Got questions? Email her for your chance to have your questions answered on air. Laura will put your mind at ease. So sit back, relax, and learn the ABCs of trading futures with Laura. Hi, everyone. This is Laura Taylor at RJO Futures. Um, I'm going to go into the uh, basket and pull out a question or a conversation I recently had with a potential client, and I'm going to share it with you and give you an idea of what you should look for when you're picking a firm to do business with. Um, it was the person I visited with recently was looking for a firm that would quote them a better rate, a better commission. Uh, granted, they were paying what I would consider a, a discount rate already, but I asked what they liked and disliked about the firm they were doing business with, and, and they confessed they wanted to pay as little as possible, but they uh, didn't get any service whatsoever and could never make a connection by phone, which was uh, equally upsetting. Um, another question uh is what they ask about margin requirements. Uh, uh, so-and-so, whatever, another firm charges $500 to day trade the E-mini S&P, and they'll let me open an account with $1,000. In my opinion, that firm does not want you to be their customer for any length of time. Uh, offering a client the ability to trade with a $500 margin and a $1,000 account encourages someone to trade more than they should. That account will more than likely fall below the $500 requirement quickly, and you'll be called upon to deposit more funds on a regular basis. Uh, you're more likely to go debit. And what happens when your account falls below the $500 requirement intraday? You'll probably be forced out of the trade if you're not willing or able to add funds to your account immediately. Nothing good can come out of this situ situation. It's good for practice maybe, but that's about it. Uh, if only you, ha if you only have a thousand dollars in risk capital to invest in the futures markets, you're probably not qualified to trade in this high volatility environment. Remember, all it takes is a ten dollar move in the mini E mini S and P 500 to lose five hundred dollars. Today's trading range was 104 points between the high and the low. You can do the math and see what would happen. Um, so, how do you pick a firm to do business with? When you're looking for a firm to open a futures account with, uh, you should look at more than the commission rate offered. That's my opinion. Uh, number one, what is the registration status of the firm you want to work with? Are they what's called an introducing broker or an IB, uh, using another firm to clear your trades with the exchange? That's important to know because the financial requirements for an IB is smaller and should be considered. Um, are they a clearing or a non-clearing futures commission merchant or an FCM? Which means do they clear your trades directly with the exchange or use another FCM to do it for them? Why is that important? Uh, because you want to know how many layers does your trade have to go through to make it to your account. What type of membership does the FCM hold? Some, you know, if they're a member firm, you know, that shows a little bit more of uh, uh, responsibility uh, financially and uh, as far as clearing goes as well. Uh, number two, what's the company's history? What type of firm are they, public or private? Uh, 
Number three, how long has the company been doing business? Try to find out the average length of employment of its staff. Big turnover or employees celebrating milestone anniversaries. Which one would you want to do business with? Um, number four, check with the NFA, the National Futures Association, to find out about their dis- discipline, excuse me, disciplinary history. Uh, number five, ask for a copy of their financial uh, financial statements or their recent uh, financials. Uh, you know, these are all things that should be considered. You know, as a potential customer filling out paperwork, you have to disclose information that helps the firm decide if you're qualified to open an account. Uh, you're asked for financial information, your job description, your your knowledge about trading futures, etc. Um, you're asked for your resume, technically. Why not ask the firm more about who they are? Now, going back to the commission rate, the first question the customer, uh, potential customer had, unless you're doing hundreds of trades per day or over 2,000 trades in any given month, the commission rate you pay should not have a major effect on your profitability if you're a good trader. Most high-volume trades use algorithm programs that are in and out of trades quickly. They take small profits, so high commissions could be a factor. But an average trader or an investor, not, not so much. Just remember, you get what you pay for. You know, I've always been a firm believer that low commissions don't show you better results. Smart trading and good money management are the key to your success. After I got my license in 1985, I asked my boss at the time, a, a trader in the hog and pork belly pit on the CME floor, uh, what advice he could give me as I moved from administration to being a broker. And, and he said, Laura, anyone could buy you a pork belly. Good service is the key. Now, I'm showing you my age a bit because, first of all, there's no longer a trading pit and, and there are no longer any pork belly contracts. But it always stuck with me. Um, th- then I, after that, I joined forces with another woman broker, and I watched how she went that extra mile for her customers, no matter if they were a self-trader at a lower rate or a full-service client. Uh, just uh, She just gave them both the same level of service and attention. And I'm a, I mean, and I'm eternally grateful to both of them for giving me that solid advice. Um, do you remember the commercial? Um, I'm, now I'm having a senior moment, so I don't recall who the advertiser was, but it was of an empty room with a single phone in the middle of the room, and a client is calling his broker, and the phone just keeps on ringing and ringing and ringing. It's an exaggeration probably, but not so far off. Uh, a broker, in my, in my opinion, should have no voicemail. A ringing phone should never go nowhere. If someone is on another call, someone else should pick up the line to help or take a message. You should be able to get called back the same day, not within 24 or 48 hours. And those are the stories I hear about other firms. So if you pay a dollar per trade or $50 per trade, you're a valuable asset to someone's bottom line. I had someone tell me once, I know I'm just a small fish. No one should be made to feel that they are less important because of the size of their account or how many trades they do in a day or a month or a year. So if you're a self-trader, you place all your own orders, you don't need quotes, but wouldn't it be nice to know that you can call someone if you need to? How about, you? and I've had this happen, how about you're driving cross-country with your family and have a few positions that you can't monitor? 
Wouldn't it be nice to have a broker that would set alerts and certain levels for the markets you're holding and call you if there's adverse market movement after a report or to let you know if an open order is filled or they want the results of a recent USDA report? If you're a new trader, you should get a lot of attention, but the self-traders should work with someone they can rely on to be their partner and their backup. Service should not be a privilege. Service should be a right. So if you're happy with your current firm and broker, then, uh, I hope you had the, the choice taking some of these things I mentioned into consideration. If you want someone on the, end of the other end of the phone, I hope to hear from you soon. You have my number, 888-861-1584. You also have my email, ltaylor at rjobryan.com. That's all for today and for this week. Have a wonderful weekend. Best wishes and good trading. Thanks so much for tuning in to Trading Futures with Laura. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to Trading Futures with Laura, and we'll catch you in the next episode.